Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, it is Father's Day today, and we are having a Father's Day car show at church in our parking lot this morning. So I want to tell you a story about a car and my dad who passed away after a long battle with Parkinson's back in November. My brother was uh, 16 and I was 14 and like any 16 year old, he was pestering my parents for a car and they were not budging. I mean, it was not even a question or a consideration. Jamie, my brother was not getting a car. He'd pretty much given up asking that winter. And so Christmas rolls around and we had finished unwrapping all of our presents and there was wrapping paper all over the floor and we were probably digging into our stockings at that point when my mom and dad said, I think there's one more gift for you to open. Dad handed us, my brother and me, a a box about the size of a shirt box and they made sure we knew it was for both of us together. And we shook it and something inside jingled and we tore it open and inside it was a license plate and two sets of keys. Those keys went to this car, a 1968 Ford Mustang. My brother had it for two years and then I had it for two years. Uh, I wrapped it around a tree a month after I started driving it, but that's another story for another sermon. But one of the distinct memories I have is the joy on my dad's face when we opened up that box. He he may have been more excited than we were about that car. We, We never imagined we would get to drive a car like a 68 Mustang. One thing that great dads do is they see more in their kids than their kids see in themselves. They want more for us than even what we might imagine. My sister and my brother and I were were blessed to have a dad who did that for us. We're in this series today called Road Trip, and it's about how to let the rubber meet the road when it comes to your faith. And I want you to know today that God has a lot of the characteristics of a great dad. The truth is he sees in you more than you see in yourself. He wants more in your life than you think is possible. He has a bigger vision for your life than you do even. And to realize that vision, to see it happen in your life, it is gonna take steps of faith. You're gonna have to step out. This is the approach that Jesus took with the people who began to follow him, the the, the guys who became his disciples. And he kept saying to them, I see more in you than you do in yourself. I have plans. He kept saying to them that if you take a hold of them, they're going to take your life to a place you never dreamed of. You're going to have an impact that you can't even imagine, but it's going to take some steps. It's going to take some faith. And so Jesus would take them on the road with him, on road trips, where they were watching Jesus serve people, watching him teach people, watching him heal people. But he not only wanted them to just watch, he wanted them to participate. Uh, One day, not too long ago, I rode in my friend's BMW M5. It has over 600 horsepower, and I was riding with him, and then he said, do you want to drive it? And he didn't have to ask me twice. And listen, it's a different experience driving that car than sitting in the passenger seat. This is what Jesus began to do with his disciples. He would do things and then he would invite his disciples to do those things with him. 
If you're ready to see your faith grow, if you're hungry for more, if you ever have thought about your life and you've wondered, is this all there is? You're not alone. You're not alone in wanting to be at a better place with God in a better place in your life. So this guy, Peter, in the Bible was the same way and Jesus was always challenging him to take the next step. So here's a story in the book of Matthew about one of those next steps. Jesus had had a very full day, a long but very fulfilling day. You know how those days are, right? Like where, where you're worn out and you need a break. Jesus had those days too. I mean, he, he did feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish that day. So he isn't exactly like us, but he's tired. And this is where we pick up the story. Here's what he says. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Stop here for a minute. If you want anything significant in your life to happen, you will need to prioritize prayer. There's just no way around it. If you want to keep doing what you're doing, then, then, then go ahead. But if you want more, if you want to see more happen than even what you think is possible, you will need to find your mountainside. You will need to get by yourself and you will need to pray. This is a regular part of my life, the discipline of prayer, whether I'm in a chair at home or on a walk by the lake or in my car or wherever, and I'm far from perfect at it. There are days that I miss, but if there's anything that I've learned, it is to not judge myself too harshly. It's not something on my list to just check off. It's a relationship. And Jesus going up on the mountainside alone to pray was a setup for everything that was about to happen next. It says later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. If you believe, okay, that Jesus was just a good teacher, that he had a lot of wise things to say, you have to do something with this story. Thomas Jefferson uh, did this. He took a Bible and he took some scissors and he literally cut out all of the miracle and the God acts that Jesus was reported to have done. And that was his way of dealing with what he had a hard time believing. But it's worth noting that the early disciples didn't do that. The early church didn't do that. This was what the disciples believed happened. And it was because some of them witnessed Jesus walking on the water. And it's hard to maintain a belief that Jesus was just a good teacher if he's out there walking on the water. And the disciples had this realization too. Here's what happened. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. They, they, they had this like WTH moment, what the heck, right? Which they'd already had earlier that day when Jesus feeds all the people in a miraculous way. But now they literally see him putting his feet on the water and not sinking. It's a ghost, they thought. It's a weird vision. Maybe that fish and the bread that we ate wasn't so fresh and now we're seeing things, right? None of those things. Instead, they were about to come face to face with the real Jesus, the all-powerful, mysterious, terrifying, 100% human, but 100% God, Jesus. Make sure the Jesus you believe in is the real Jesus. This picture of Jesus may be different than the one in your mind, the one in your head, the one that you grew up with, the kind uh, uh, that was like kind but weak, the hippie Jesus who was all about peace and love, man, the one who just had some good sayings 
but didn't really do anything else. Listen, don't let people or websites or anything besides the Gospels tell you who Jesus is. And we have this firsthand account that has been corroborated by other eyewitnesses and has stood the test of time. This is the place, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where you will get to know the real Jesus. And sometimes, like the disciples, he will do something or say something that surprises you. It goes on to say this, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Now, Jesus assures them that it's him. It's not a ghost. He tells them to have courage, to be brave, to to not give in to their fears. He makes sure that they know that he's with them. And here Jesus is walking towards them on the water, and it's like nothing they've ever seen before. So they've watched Jesus. They're watching him come towards them. And for most of them, that was enough. Like, hey, I've seen it all now but not Peter. Peter says, hey, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you on the water. Having faith in Jesus helps you do things that would be impossible otherwise. There's a strength that comes when you follow Jesus. There just, there just is. When, when you put yourself close to him, when you live in close proximity to him, when you decide I am following him, whatever happens, then there is a strength. There is a power that comes with that your faith starts to grow your faith starts to get stronger you find a confidence now i'm not talking about self-belief this is not just believe in yourself and everything will go your way that philosophy is is everywhere it's in movies and books and in the words of encouragement that you hear from people around you and instagram posts and you may even say that to other people It's not bad to believe in yourself, but believing in yourself doesn't allow you to walk on water. It takes someone outside of us. It takes a power bigger than us. It takes something greater than us to do that kind of work in our lives. Maybe you have a uh, a walk on water issue in your life right now. Maybe you look out and you think, how could I possibly overcome this situation? And it feels like you're in a boat and you're looking out at the water and you're thinking, There's no way I could take a step out of this boat right now. I would sink right to the bottom of the ocean. Maybe the issue for you is in a relationship where there's something that's broken and you're looking at it and you are really thinking to yourself, I could never fix this. I've tried. I can't see how this is ever going to work again. Maybe there's something with with a child of yours that feels like it's too much to handle. It's just too complex is too complicated. Maybe there's a career choice that you're trying to make and you cannot get the clarity that you need. I I would bet right now that you have a situation in your life that requires more than you alone can give. A place in your life where if anything good is going to happen, God is going to have to intervene. A place where the only way out of this is for me to step to the edge of the boat that I'm in and take a step out into the unknown, into the darkness, into the water. You know, the boat's safe. It feels like home. Peter grew up in boats. His livelihood involved boats. He was used to being on the inside of a boat. You think in all those years of fishing that Peter tried to get out of the boat and walk on water? Like, let me see if I could do this. I bet that happened a total of zero times. But as author and pastor John Ortberg says, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. 
If you want your faith to grow, you're gonna have to take some risks. You're gonna have to take some steps. You're gonna have to say to Jesus, hey, if it's really you, if you're real, if that's you I see out there, tell me to come out there with you. Give me just a glimpse of what it is you're doing. Increase my faith. How does Jesus respond? Does Jesus respond like this? Like, Peter, you're crazy. Don't you dare step out of that boat. You're gonna go down, you're gonna drown. You can't do what I do, no. He says one word, and I see him saying it with a smile on his face, and all of Peter's confidence comes from this one word that Jesus says to him. Come, he said. Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. And Jesus applauds any step of faith that you take, no matter how clumsy, no matter how imperfect. He loves it when you take a step of faith. He loves it when you step out and into the unknown on his behalf, trusting him, taking a risk. We talk about believing in Jesus, but Jesus believed in Peter. Jesus believes in you. Do you believe that? Like he does, he sees greatness in you. You may have never had someone say that to you. I see greatness in you, I see your potential. I believe in you. I was blessed enough to have a mom and a dad who did that for me regularly. You have more potential than you think you do. Jesus sees that in you and he wants more for you than you can possibly imagine right now. In Jesus, you can be more than you think you are. Verse 30 says this, but when he saw the wind, Peter did, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Took his eyes off Jesus, he felt the wind, he grew afraid and he began to sink. And within seconds, he went from a walking miracle to a possible drowning victim. And it is what happens when you take steps of faith. It's what happens. You're gonna take one and it's gonna feel great until it doesn't. Something's gonna happen. Something maybe you didn't expect and you're gonna get distracted. Maybe it's deciding to surrender your life to Christ. That's your big step of faith and follow him. And at first it feels amazing. And then someone from your past life introduces some doubt. Someone questions what you're doing. You take your eyes off of him and suddenly doesn't feel so good anymore. Maybe you decide to step out and start a business and it's a great decision and you're feeling confident. And then your first deal falls through. And for a minute you take your eyes off of the mission and it doesn't feel so good. You, you decide that the step of faith that you need to take is within your marriage. You need to make some changes and you decide to go to therapy together. And suddenly issues come up that you were not sure you really wanted to talk about and it's feeling rockier than it did before and suddenly it doesn't feel so good. Maybe you're trying to decide what to do after high school or what to do after college and the path that you've chosen that, that, that maybe you chose in faith, it starts out to become full of decisions and possible roads that you could take and, and you aren't sure which one is best and suddenly it doesn't seem so easy and you feel like you're starting to sink. Don't underestimate your fear, but don't let it tell you what to do. Don't underestimate the fears that come along. Just, just don't let them determine what you do. We let fear run our lives, friends, and it shouldn't. Fear-based decisions leave you in the boat, wishing you had the courage to step out and to test the waters. And they also limit the work that Jesus can do in your life. Matthew tells us that immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. 
Jesus catches Peter and he, he pulls him to safety. We never have to worry when we step out of the boat. You, you may be asking yourself this, this, this question. In fact, it's the question that we all ask ourselves right before we make a big faith decision and, and it, right before we step out of the boat. It's this, why should I get out of the boat? Why should I do it? And here's why. Your faith only comes alive when you're outside your comfort zone. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And, and, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. So let me close this like I often do with some questions for you. Here's some questions. Are you regularly asking God to grow your faith? If no, then maybe it's time to get out of the boat. This is a great place to start. It's, it's the prayer that Jesus' disciples prayed, Lord, increase my faith. Another question, do you have anyone challenging you in your faith on a regular basis? If not, it's time to get out of the boat. Get with people who can challenge you and encourage you. When you do faith together with people, you will go further in your life faster. The next question is this, are you regularly having to trust God when it comes to things like your finances? If you're not, it may be time to get out of the boat. If your current level of generosity in your life can happen while you're safely in the boat where you don't have to step out in faith, maybe it's time to reconsider where you are and see what God does with your faith in that area. And the last question is this, are you regularly making sacrifices in the area of time and talents and treasure to grow in your faith? If not, it is time to step out of the boat are you in the boat? Take a step out. Are, are you on the water? Like experiencing real life and the ups and downs. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Are you sinking? Don't forget that the one who called you out is strong and powerful. And remember, your faith only comes alive when you're out of the boat. Let's pray. God, there are so many things in our lives that we struggle with and are afraid of. And at the slightest bit of wind, we take our eyes off of you. Would you strengthen us today, God? Would you increase our faith? Would you show us that step to take and then give us the boldness to just take it? We don't need to know all the answers, God, with you there. Would you remind us of that? We don't need to have everything answered. We don't need to have everything figured out to take that step because it's just simply a truth of life that our faith is only going to grow when we step out of the boat. And that means stepping out of our comfort zone. And that's hard. Help us to encourage one another and follow you with boldness in our faith today. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.